Holy fireworks, Flight Checkers, it is Season 1.5, Episode 4 of Flight Check International Edition. Worlds has moved past the group stage, and just like every year, uh, we had one LPL favorite team uh, do an absolute choke job. Uh, only C9 was able to get out of groups for NA. Uh, one EU team looked pretty good, uh, a little rough in the best of ones, but is expected to do okay in best of fives. Uh, you know, LCK got all four of their teams out of groups. Uh, you know, big, uh, big shocks, right? It's like, it's like the script writers couldn't be bothered to write something different for once. It's, I mean, like, come up with a new, a new idea, guys. Like, it's about time. We've had three or four years now of the same world script over and over. I'm, you know, looking forward to something new, hopefully. Uh, mm -hmm. My name is Sandy Toes, and to my left and my extra left are my fellow co-hosts of the show, Knox War and Curly Double Q. Fellas, uh, how was your week? Mine involved a lot of worlds watching. Uh, I don't know about you. Uh, I mean, Knox, let's start with you. What have you been up to this past week? I have been the most unproductive human being ever this past week. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if I ever sent the picture in the Discord, but I took a picture of my setup of where I have like my one monitor like with work, and then the other was worlds, and I <laughs> I was not productive at all this past <laughs> week. Um, th thankfully, uh, the workload wasn't too bad this past week. So I this uh, past couple of days where there hasn't been any worlds, I've been catching up slowly but surely. Um, it's probably going to go down the drain again on Friday as well as Monday. But then after that, we should be smooth sailing work-wise. Hey, makes sense. Um, but no, this past week's been pretty good overall. It's been a fun group stage. For sure. Curly, uh, how are you? How are things? How's the uh, EV to your left there? The EV? Ah, yes. The EV that you can't see in camera. You can't but... see in camera, but there's the EV. Yeah. There it is. But uh, I, I'm doing pretty well, you know. Watched as much Worlds as I could while balancing school and work and all that stuff. Um, and uh, went on a nice mini vacation after my birthday. Not bad. Um, so that was that was just a good weekend overall. Um, yeah, especially Sunday morning, I got to uh, watch two games of League of Legends before I went and uh, met up with the people that I was going to Cedar Point with. Nice. Um, yeah, that was a fun time. Loved the roller coasters there. Um, but like, I my last match before we went off was a uh, Fnatic beat. Uh, beating RNG, so I was like, mm. "All right, these are good omens." Sadly, <laughs> that didn't uh, pan out in the end. But like, hey, it was one, it was something, and like, it set a good precedent for how the rest of the trip went. You know, regardless yeah. of how Fnatic performed. Yeah, at least they um, were they were sending you off with some good vibes. You know, absolutely. Well, and then Monday morning, because I have this thing where when I go on vacation, I am always up early. Like when mm. it's time to leave, I am one of the first people awake. Uh, and then when I'm like, when we're at wherever we are for vacation, I'm usually like up before everyone, no matter <laughs> how late we stayed up the night before. It's right. just how I am. My vacation clock is better than my school clock. Um, <laughs> 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 like if I'm being honest, <clears throat> so Monday I got to wake up, just sit, have a cup of coffee, watch some worlds and wait for everyone else to wake up. Hey, there you go. Not too shabby. All right. Uh, yeah, for, yeah, uh, for myself, a lot of, 
a lot of worlds watching uh pretty busy i uh two weeks ago and in, in my rec uh soccer league i i think i had a very minor sprain of my left knee so i like took last week off uh didn't play you know just like stayed off of it you know that kind of thing and then it, it was feeling good so i was like okay i'll uh you know I'll, I'll go play so i went and played this past tuesday night or last night i guess it was and mm-hmm. uh you know the knee was fine uh but i was making a run down the left wing and uh, managed to pull my hamstring uh, in the same leg. So uh, my left leg just really sacking it, uh, really inting, uh, like full turbo inting down uh, left lane if uh, we're going to turn league uh, phrases into soccer phrases. Uh, <laughs> my left leg just inted that uh, that play uh, for the yeah. team. <laughs> So hopefully, yeah, my left leg is FPX. Uh, yeah, my left leg uh, really choked on me for sure. I was going to say, or or you're the Birdall of Gen G. Yeah, or yeah, <laughs> or I'm Birdall. Uh, my left leg is Birdall. I mean, that could be, that is the other option. Uh, but anyway, I should be good to play again next week. Next week, I will just make sure I uh, stretch a bit more thoroughly, and uh, I should be good Stretching to go. Stretching is important, man. Stretching is important. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, a, you got to give your legs some your... scrims before you play, right? Yeah, I, I gotta, uh, yeah, I gotta scrim my legs a little bit more uh, often. That's for sure. Uh, Knox, what do, were you saying? Do, do you follow Jordan uh, Sai on Twitter? Or, uh... uh, I think I do. Maybe not. I'm not exactly sure. Let me make sure I'm using. Or, yeah, Jordan Sai or Doctor Respawn. Yeah, he's the yeah he's the esports doc, right? Yeah, yeah, he's like the physical therapist. Nice. He's got like lots of cool videos and stuff on his Twitter if you ever want to go look at like lots of different stretches. Yeah. So, like actually really, really good. I'll have to go, uh, I'll have to go check that out. All right. Uh, well, groups are done. Uh, we had three banger groups, I would say. Um, and one less than banger, but still somewhat interesting. Uh, I would classify groups A and D as some of the most fascinating, entertaining, interesting groups uh, I have ever seen at a Worlds tournament. Um, I mean, let alone that it was, I mean, you know, Group A, Cloud9 getting out, or Group D, you had the four-way tiebreaker uh, and Team Liquid battling to try and get out. Um, I would even argue Group C was super entertaining with, uh, you know, the battle between... Hanwha Life and RNG, PSG kind of being in the mix a little bit, um, you know, Fnatic doing whatever they were trying to do, uh, you know, a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of interesting stuff, uh, but the big thing, the big takeaway for me was uh, LCK gets mm-hmm. all four of their teams out of groups, something that I don't know if a lot of people would have predicted. I think... Um, I mean, I know I for sure had PSG getting out uh, ahead of them, ahead of Hanwha Life in that group. I did too. Um, so that was a big surprise. Uh, the other big surprise to me was uh, every team except Hanwha Life from the LCK getting first seed. So Damwon, not a surprise, but uh, T1 and Gen G both getting first seed. Uh, big surprises, at least to me. Uh, Knox, I mean, just looking at LCK, I mean, 
is it uh, is it year of LCK? Is it the year of Korean dominance? Are they back to just kind of take over the tournament? Yeah, at this point, absolutely. I am not. Uh, I am not surprised at this point whatsoever. I think overall, even T one uh, taking. I was probably like one of the only doubters, and y'all y'all can fact check me on this. I've said it in the past, <laughs> but I didn't trust EDG for crap. Mm-hmm. I. I still don't. I think they're honestly probably going to get their asses kicked in quarterfinals against RNG, and that'll be the end of it. And I'll sit there going, it was right about one thing. Um, so, yeah, for, for me, at the end of the day, I'm not too surprised. I, yeah, I think, honestly, if anything, if 100 Thieves hadn't been in their heads so much, I I don't think EDG would have made it through groups. But at the end of the day, 100 Thieves had a terrible mental, and EDG ended up capitalizing on it, and that is what it is. But um, then... I think the only other one I was super surprised by was how good HLE looked. Mm. Like, coming into this tournament, I, I unanimously, granted they were the fourth seed, obviously, but I think everyone was like, yeah, no, they're, you know, it's probably going to either be PCS or before uh, upset left, Fnatic, right? No, no one was counting HLE in it. And instead, they end up taking second against a really close game uh, that was a tiebreaker against RNG, right? So... Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, no, I'm not surprised by Korean dominance, uh, <laughs> but I was surprised by some of the lower end Korean teams looking as good as they did. Yeah. Yeah, Curly. I mean, the uh, I think that Group C is probably the the super interesting one when it comes to LCK, only because sure. Dom One and T One expected to make it out, right? Absolutely. Uh, Gen G, uh, you know, you consistently had... strong. Yeah, you consistently know. strong, but you also had people be like, look, if everything goes right and, you know, for other teams, Genji could not make it out. But then Hanwha yeah. was the team that everyone was like, yeah, they probably won't make it out. 100%. Uh, you know, in it with, uh, you know, with the Fnatic uh, shakeup, you know, a full strength Fnatic might have proved very differently in this group. Um, so, I mean, is it at this point, do you think it's still. The you know Chovy and uh, <laughs> Chovy and Four Wards <laughs> show, or or is it a uh, you know, or are they showing more strength than than people previously thought? I think um, I think both are correct. I do think it's still Chovy is like a crucial player on that um, team, but the rest of the team has stopped, stepped up more than people thought they would, uh, myself included. That being said, I do firmly believe that um, a Fnatic with upset, um, or a Fnatic that had a week to know that they didn't have upset, um, would have been able to make top two, because in their one game that they did win against RNG, they looked pretty good. And then even on some of their like loss games um, in the first round robin, they looked like they had their moments. Um, in fact, I remember... I'm pretty sure it was uh, the game against Hamon Life to kick everything off. For the first 10, 15 minutes, I thought they looked pretty good, and then they just slowly threw it away. Um, the second so, game was even better against Hanwha. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but they still lost it. But with Hanwha Life, I don't... There's no way they beat T1, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, the civil war on both sides of the knockout stage is kind of a blessing for the West right now, um, <clears throat> because 
if we can do our jobs in taking down um, <laughs> the Korean representatives that we have to, uh, that opens things a lot more for the potential that we could maybe get to the finals <laughs> um, or at least have some of the best performance, especially for NA, that we've had in a minute. Um, but with your question earlier where you're like, is this a year of LCK? I do kind of think it might be because last year, once Dom won what? Uh, once Don Juan won Worlds, I remember in the discords I was active in, I was like, oh no, is it the return of LCK dominance? Like, this is the last thing I want, because it's not against the LCK, but I like right. want legitimate competition, you know? And I was like, the last thing I want is just a return to LCK dominance, and I was afraid that that was the case. And then especially, I did not give Faker and T1 the credit that I should have, um, with pretty much every Korean team showing up way more than I thought they would... Uh, Things are looking scary. Things are looking scary for the West. Yeah, and we'll get into quarterfinals uh, in a bit, but I do think the the bracket and the way it all shook out is super interesting for sure. Um, you know, we can even get into some format discussions because I know that I've seen a lot of uh, that going around. Uh, as always, uh, around this time of year, there's always format complaints and discussions uh to be had but mm-hmm. uh just looking still at groups um i mean we have to talk about cloud nine uh the 100%. perennial north american hope <laughs> um i mean if you'll if you'll recall uh last year when we did not get a team out of groups uh c9 wasn't there to get us out of groups uh, they just you know it it just didn't happen um you know, they, 2019, I believe, they yes. did not get out. We did not get a single NA team out either. Um, no, I, th- I think 2019 was. No, 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 2019. No, no, 2018 out, was when we got out. Yeah, 2018 was the last yeah, time. Uh, yeah, so, you know, first team uh, from North America to get out of groups since 2018. Uh, I mean, that's huge. Love to see it. Of course, still the only North American team to make it to quarterfinals since 2014. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Cloud Nine just doing it once again uh, for North America. The final NA hope. Um, I do want to take a moment here before we break into anything, and I want to apologize uh, <laughs> on behalf of uh, NA teams because I believe I may have curly cursed them, uh, the ones that did not make it out. Because if I remember correctly. I vehemently defended Team Liquid as I was assigned and then stepped up and defended 100 Thieves as to why they are the mm. hope for the West and said, yeah, C9's a write-off. And lo and behold, it, the very opposite was true. Didn't um, didn't I uh, have to defend you, C9? You had C9 and you barely you said C9. anything. And I, well, look, uh, I said something. So who was right in this... Uh, who was ultimately right in their defense? It, it was me because I didn't say Jack squat for hundred thieves and they didn't make it out. Well, okay, look. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and then, uh, and then I think the biggest thing, the biggest kick for me is uh, after Monday when C nine lost to Rogue, and I watched that, I was like, "Yep, write C nine off. They're not doing anything." It's like. <laughs> And here we are. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's the only team to get out. It's uh, it's really uh, incredible that what they did. I mean, zero and three after you know three days, 
Um, and then just putting it all together, uh, you know, first beating Rogue, then beating FPX, truly almost, you know, having a good shot against uh, Damwon, yeah, to mm-hmm. beat them as well. Like, that was not a free win for Damwon. Um, and then the absolutely incredible just slugfest uh, to beat Rogue again. Uh, so, I mean, if you really, and if you really look at that, um, in a best of three against Rogue, you know, C9 took that, 2-1. Um, I mean, don't, I don't really want to talk about what would happen if they uh, played FPX again to settle that best of three. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't really need to get into that. But, I mean, in this group, uh, you know, a very competitive loss against Damwon, uh, 2-1 over Rogue, and then 1-1 uh, with Fun Plus Phoenix, I think that's a pretty substantially good showing in what was supposed to be a group that was impossible for them to get out of. Um, and I think they got a little lucky with the tiebreakers, uh, you, you know, with the average or the total victory, uh, game time, uh, yeah. they got a little lucky that they did not have to play FPX again and then got more lucky that Rogue was the one to win. Uh, and then, you know, Rogue committed enough mistakes that Cloud9 was able to win that game. Um, but I do think that Cloud9 at their peak, uh, showed that they can really go toe-to-toe uh, with some very tough teams, and it's exciting. Uh, I'm excited to see what they can do in quarterfinals. For sure, especially against Gen G, and we can get into more in-depth here in a little bit, but I mean, yeah. like, of all the teams to draw for quarterfinals, like, that's the one, and granted, you gotta understand, Gen G is probably looking at Cloud9 the same way, right? Like, oh, yes, we got Cloud9. I, it's really um, funny, because yeah. I watched both the the Cloud9 uh, draw reaction and the Gen G draw reaction, and both teams were cheering like crazy. Like, both teams were <laughs> so excited to draw each other. It's like, yes, we both got the easiest draw we could possibly have gotten. <laughs> um... Oh, man. Which, you know, uh, I don't know exactly uh, who to feel better for in that scenario. Probably Cloud9, if I'm being honest. Absolutely. Um, But, yeah, both teams very excited to draw each other. Uh, Just focusing on the other NA teams real fast. You know, in memoriam to uh, 100 Thieves, the the FlyQuest, really, of their their group... uh, of, you know, really emulating the 2020 FlyQuest group stage uh, by taking two games off the wild card and then in your final game uh, that was fairly meaningless except for uh, giving T1 the first seed, you know, showing stepping up, playing out of your minds, and beating EDG. Um, Absolutely. You know, I mean, that's, that's a nice thing to see. Uh, I will say, like, this 3-3... Group stage record is a little deceiving in my mind, just because two, two of those wins were off of DFM. I think you still take those, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, DFM 06 in this group 
kind of rough. Um, and yeah, I mean, only being able to get one win out of four games versus T1 and EDG, a uh, bit of a rough showing. Uh, you know, if you take away, yeah, I mean, if you take away two wins from each team, it's like, you know, for those DFM games, it's T1 going 3-1, then EDG 2-2, two and two, and 100 Thieves 1-3. and three. Um, So not, not amazing, but still, like, I would argue a very tough group to get thrown into. Um, I mean, yeah, Curly, Knox, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about what 100 Thieves looked like. I mean, one thing I have to say is, 100 Thieves even barely won uh, one of their games against DFM. Uh, you know, it, laser baby. if it wasn't for the Alistair W into Fountain Laser, <laughs> uh, DFM might have been able to uh, take that game. That was one thing I did not realize. And uh, I did not know that Fountain Laser bypasses Trindamir's Undying Rage. Um I only know that because of ARAM, because I've done it before, and I was very, very shocked and surprised when it happened. Yeah, I had I had no idea that uh, Fountain Laser does not, uh, you know, that Undying Rage doesn't, uh, yeah, it just bypasses it. Did I not mean, the Fountain Laser is supposed to be all-powerful, aside from, like, Stopwatch is the only thing I think that would, like... Yeah, and unless you're completely immune, like, yeah. completely, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll, it'll still get you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so did not realize that. So, I mean, 100 Thieves could have gone 2-4 and four in this group, uh, and that could have been... That would have been a little uh, rough. That would have been a little more sus. Um, yeah, not sure Not sure about that one. I think it, they're a tough team to discuss because it's like, you look at that roster and you're like, huh, I mean, where, you know, where could they upgrade for next year, you know? Um, yeah, I think I it's, don't... I think it's tough to say, like, like, what better players could they have had on that team that would have, you know, made them compete more? Um, and I don't know if that's something you can really say, because I think they just got thrown in a very difficult group. Um, well, then, some per- for me personally, their showing on day one was a little lackluster for what I expected. Um, even going against EDG, like, it just... The draft for that match was strange for me. The way they were playing was just kind of odd, mm-hmm. you know? And so, it, it just... I think they didn't hit the ground running when they could have. Yeah. Um, and I think if they had just been a little bit more prepared on day one, we could have seen a world where they were 4-2 and two instead of EDG. Yeah. Um, well, one of the things I wanted to bring up with you guys is, did either of you see the uh, picture that I posted? I think, I don't know if I posted in the actual uh, flight check Discord, but I definitely posted in the flight quest one. It was Peter Dunn, the coach for Evil Geniuses, was writing during the 100 Thieves game, and he said that Abadage was, like, in his head, and, like, he was physically watching him. He Like, he wasn't even moving his mouth right. You could tell... Mentally, he just was not there. Hmm. And so I, I bring this up because I was curious, because I don't know if you guys saw the thread from Mithy, as well as I want to say, oh, who is the person on Mad Lions? I think it Mac? may have just, I think, yeah, I think it may have just been Mac, the coach for Mad Lions. But both Mithy and Mac both said, yeah, after uh, day one, after, or after the first, like, three games or whatever, 
we didn't really scream all that much. We kind of came back. Like, maybe it was like, oh, really, yeah. we went back and played some board games. We had yep. some beers. I saw that. We just, we chatted, we chilled. And, like, Mad Lions did the same thing, right? So I'm actually kind of curious. If you go ask Papa Smithy or anyone on the uh, 100 Thieves staff, like, what'd y'all do after that first three games were done? Did you go scrim some more? Did you, like, go do some more drills or, or what? Because I'm leaning towards the fact that's what they did. And then you have Cloud9 and Mad Lions over here who both had very, very rough starts to their uh, beginning of Worlds. And here they are. They both made it through into quarterfinals, <laughs> even though they had terrible, horrendous starts, right? Right, right. So I kind of wonder, and maybe even, like, you could ask this of Team Liquid too, right? Like, did Team Liquid go back and did it, do they do more drills or do they kind of just sit back and chill and, like, all right, whatever, it's fine. Like, we got this, you know? Um, so I, I just I kind of wanted your guys' thoughts on it of, is it more important to just kind of sit back, like take, not like take the day off, but like just relax, just go yeah. back, relax. Don't stress. You don't need to do drills. You don't need to go do scrims. Just like, all right, we play today. Look, we already, we already know how we play. We already have the synergy. Just, mm-hmm. we already know what we need to do, but we need to relax. Is that something that NA teams need to start doing from here on out? So I'm going to say Yes. Um, yeah, I'm going to say yes, because at some point when you're at worlds, when you're at the tournament, um, you know, and you have, I mean, for cloud nine, right. They basically, they did not have any time like, uh, day three ended, they had Thursday off and then they had three games, you know, four games ultimately on Friday. So they had a day off. Uh, to just kind of recuperate, and then it's, boom, straight back into it. Now, uh, Mad Lions and Team Liquid, they technically had, you know, a lot more time, right? They had four days uh, before their, you know, uh, second round Robin began. Um, If I'm in Cloud9's shoes, yeah, I absolutely take the majority of that Thursday off. Maybe I do, like a little bit of scrimming in the morning, um, you know, just to, like, stay sharp and maybe just go over some things from uh, the day before or, you know, talk about, like, some draft stuff or whatever. But, yeah, I absolutely just be like, you know what? Let's chill. We've got a really long day tomorrow. Let's not exhaust ourselves. uh, And we'll just hit the ground fresh and running uh, tomorrow. Because at some point, uh, you can, you can only scrim so much. You can only play in solo queue so much. Um, and I don't know really if like, you know, two more scrim blocks, uh, on the third, on the, you know, the night before, uh, your second round Robin is really going to do all that much, uh, mm-hmm. to potentially change results. Now, if you're TL and you've got four days, uh, I would not take all four days off, but, yeah. you know, I would go pretty hard <laughs> for, like, three, three and a half of those days. But, uh, but yeah, in that case, I would definitely at some point be like, all right, we're taking, you know, Sunday afternoon and evening off. You know, watch the game. You know, watch the other games being played. You know, go enjoy Iceland a bit. Do something. Um, you know, you've got a big day tomorrow. Rest up. Uh, yeah, at some point, you know... It's, you know, diminishing marginal, you know, returns before, uh, you know, of how many scrims are really, you know, worth it at that point. 
Really? Yeah, <clears throat> I definitely. Um, I think taking that day off is a great call, especially because it brings me back to last year when I was part of a uh, peer leader organization on campus, actually. And part of our training um, was the segment where they're like, the importance of taking time for yourself, like aside from all of your responsibilities so that you can like keep that mentality to do your responsibilities. So like uh, they called it sharpening your saw blade. Um, and how it's like, if you spend way too much time trying to do like your work and do what you got to do and don't take any time to just make sure you're okay, you're going to be worse at your job and what you're doing. So like taking the day off to bond as a team, to give a mental break from League of Legends, absolutely, I think is a huge, it's a huge boost. Um, and something, I don't know if any of the other teams that made it through did it, but at least for the Western for like C9 and Mad, definitely helped them. And I think it's something we could get in the habit of, like just not even just for Worlds, but maybe for future tournaments, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, it sounds like we're pretty much all on the same page then. Yeah, I don't think we're disagreeing on this one for sure. So if that's the case then. I, I don't know, like... Because, I mean, there's not usually a lot of transparency. I'm sure there's probably going to be a little bit of transparency with Team Liquid whenever, uh... What, what's their show called? Uh, I keep wanting to think Crackdown, but it's squad. definitely not Crackdown. <laughs> squad. Uh, squad, yeah. Crackdown. So whenever, whenever, whenever Squad comes out, uh... I'm sure they'll probably show kind of, like, their schedule a little bit, like, during that time off. But yeah, you, you don't really get a lot of transparency on what teams do during their days off, right? It's usually kind of like maybe like central narrative storylines on individual players, like what it means to the, uh, the players to be there, so on and so forth. We don't get a lot of like an idea for the scheduling, what they do in their day-to-day, right? Which I mean, it makes sense because a lot of people watch that content for the people. Um, but for me personally, I'd like to know like, hey, what are y'all doing in your off time? I'd be super interested in knowing like, hey, like on like the last day of groups or whatever for us was like, what? Uh, Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, no, sorry, Thursday? No, Wednesday, right? What was it? Whatever. Either way, my point is like there was four <laughs> days in between, yeah, where they weren't playing. Like I would actually like to know, like what were you guys doing in there? Were you practicing yeah. scrims? Were you like going hard, or were you just kicking back, relaxing? Stuff like that is actually stuff like I'm sure the like it doesn't hurt for the public to know. If anything, it kind of helps us form opinions and stuff without getting too jaded. I feel. Yeah. And then I mean, I have I, I don't know. I have to assume that you know four days you're definitely scrimming. Um, I mean, you would assume that, uh, I mean, you're probably not scrimming the teams in your group. You're scrimming the, uh, the teams that are either waiting to play groups or the teams that have now advanced to quarterfinals. Um, or you're, you know, I don't know, scrimming some ERL teams, you know, something like that. Um, you know, if you're, you know, desperate for scrims. Um, so... Yeah, uh, I I would assume that they're scrimming, but hopefully, yeah, there's some time off. I I just feel, um, that and maybe I think this was a point uh, you made earlier. Uh, there's just so much pressure, I think, on uh, the NA teams at times to do well, and I really felt like there was a lot of pressure on Team Liquid, uh, just because the amount of star power uh, on that team, um. You know, and I think uh, what I will say is that they had such a rough uh, summer 
um, between Alfari, uh, you know, being benched or, you know, benching himself, whatever it was, uh, Santorin having health issues, uh, you know, I mean, they were basically playing with their academy, you know, top in jungle, uh, for half the split, um, before, you know, coming back together and stomping their way through playoffs, uh, until finals, obviously. Uh, and then, you know, to come here at Worlds and in a very, very competitive group, um, you know, come pretty close to making it, uh, you know, respectable. And, like, you know, you can look at uh, TL's 3-3 and 100 Thieves 3-3. Um, and, you know, sorry to any 100 Thieves fans in the chat, but, you know, I'm respecting this TL 3-3. Uh, a hell of a lot more than the 100 Thieves 3-3. You know, I think the problem is that, you know, in in a year, maybe, you know, less, you know, by December, people are going to go back, look at these standings and be like, wow, TL 3-3, you know, wow, they suck, you know, NA sucks. And it's like, no, they got one win off of every single team in this group who also only got one win off of every single team in this group. Like, this group was so uh, even. It, it is the most even group in world's history. Yeah, this ever. group was so Absolutely. even. And, you know, who knows what would have happened if these were all, like, best of threes. You know, who knows, you know, where TL could <laughs> Bring have. in the Swiss system. Sorry, bring in, bring in literally any other system, uh, or most other systems. Um... But yeah, uh, North America coming very close. Now here's the thing, like stand, like just based off of game score wise, uh, eight and ten for NA in groups. Yeah. That's actually pretty good. Like Absolutely. we've had we've had some years where it's like we have a three three, a two four, and an O six. I mean, you know, you had clutch going O six. Uh, you know. Back in 2019, you had TSM going 06 last year. Um, we had no 06 team this year. We had no 06 team. Uh, I would argue we performed better than Europe at this tournament. Uh, what do you between, mean that's an argument? Statistically, it's just... I mean, it's, it's, statistically, NA greater than EU uh, right now. <laughs> uh, between Rogue just looking honestly pretty awful... Uh, Fnatic being a complete mess, you know, obviously the upset, uh, you know, uh, disappearance, not disappearance, the upset absence, uh, being a huge factor there, but, um, you know, Mad Lions themselves, you know, looking shaky at times. Uh, yeah, I think this was a really strong performance for North America, and with the abundance of talent that's coming up through amateur and academy that i am hoping to see uh in the league next year i'm honestly pretty hyped for what worlds might look like next year when it's actually in north america oh dude i'm so ready for next year oh like, my god i i'm i don't know about y'all but i'm going to houston because i live in texas and then I... obviously <laughs> worlds is here so i'm going to worlds at some point next year too like Next year is going to be a big year for me in League of Legends. I, I'm so hyped. I will be attempting to go to as much of Worlds as possible. Already prepping my uh, my you know month off basically for uh, 
for that one. Absolutely. That'll if it's be... in the budget, I will attend all of the tournaments that I can that are here in America. Yeah. I will. I will see you in Houston. Uh, <laughs> I will try to go to Worlds. I will like do all that shit for sure. All right, let's uh, let's move on to quarterfinals. Unless there's any final uh, notes or in memoriam uh, takes you guys want to have for any group stage teams. Let me let me yeah. just address the elephant in the room, and then no, no other words need to be said. And we can just move on to quarters. Mm-hmm. But this is the fourth year, Team Liquid, who's known for having the fourth curse. Oh boy! Of going three and three, over and over and over and over again. All I need to say. Anyway, quarterfinals go. <laughs> quarterfinals. The their fourth year, and in the fourth group. Uh, mm-hmm. they Where finish three three four teams four teams going three three, and they finish fourth. Uh, it it just do be like that. It it writes itself. It's, Where's the gin alt? Yeah, and yeah, tactical playing gin. Um, team and team they liquid gin to get team, to that point. Okay, team liquid gin confirmed. Like it's yeah. just. I will so say, what I'm hearing I, is I I don't know if you guys uh you know have seen those memes where it's like evil whatever be like and then it's like the opposite of something they normally do i i just saw a meme earlier that was like evil jinn be like three instead of four (laughs) 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 also says fpx mid saying they want to they won't lose after that first week yeah that's pretty that's pretty uh yeah the uh we have a 70 percent uh win rate in scrims and then proceed to drop uh four games in a row all I'm saying is we almost had an, uh, a no LPL um, group stage. Like it yeah, was, we, we came close. One game difference in groups B and C, and yeah, there would have been no LPL. Yep, uh, it could have happened. Uh, and then we could have talked about uh, an LPL choke. Uh, so moving on to quarterfinals. <laughs> you uh, mean LCK versus the world? LCK versus the world. <laughs> Uh, some interesting draws. Uh, so, C9, you know, the moment Dom1 gets put on the side of the bracket with T1, C9 gets very excited because it means they can't play T1, and they can't play Dom1, and they end up drawing Generation Gaming. Uh, so the weakest two seed gets to play the weakest one seed, uh, both teams very excited to uh, draw each other if you look at their uh, respective draw reaction videos. Um, and uh, I believe uh, in the video, C- C9 players were heard to say uh, that this is the freest finals run ever. Um, <laughs> because all they have to do is beat Gen G and then one of RNG or EDG, and they're in finals versus uh, presumably Damwon. Uh, so, hey! Uh, NA in a world's finals. I mean, who says no? I mean, I can see it happening, especially so with Genji. Um, I want to check my uh, pickums for this, but I think I have C9 potentially beating them. I'm um, and I, I'm taking C9 purely on the hopium uh, mechanic of it, but yes. Yeah. All right, actually, my uh, my pickums disagree, but. Um, I'm going to, ex- like, I'm still going to get into why I think C9 has a good shot here, because I debated so heavily on that Gen G or C9, like, it was not an easy, um, pick, and I've still got time to change it if I want, 
But Genji is definitely the best pick NA could have gotten in this, especially because they are the only LCK team that lost to um, any Western representative at all. Um, because T1 never lost to 100 Thieves, Damwon didn't lose, uh, and Hanwha um, didn't even lose to Fnatic. Hmm. Um, so, like, they're the... And they lost to TL and Mad Lion. So this is, like, the... This is the weakest LCK team in my eyes, or at least judging by who they lost to. So this is NA's hope to make it to finals, because, like, also, um, RNG... Uh, being the only team to lose to uh, Fnatic in Group C makes me think they're a little weaker than uh, we give them credit for. And then Knox has expressed his doubts at the EDG. I personally don't have them, um, but we, we can uh, see a C9 finals here. This is the better side of the bracket for it to be possible. Yeah, it's interesting you say that Gen G is seemingly the weakest uh korean team right now because you know pre-tournament we i think we all would have said hanwha life and now it's like well you know are they or is it is it just like chovi is so so freaking good um uh, there was an interesting take on uh on hotline league uh from you know travis gafford's show uh monday night that was uh, really interesting, and I'm very loosely paraphrasing, so I apologize if I get this wrong, but it was basically that um, it's not that the LCK teams are so much better than everyone else. It's that all te- all four of those teams' mid laners are so good that they're just elevating the region uh, beyond anyone else. Um which I think is a really interesting argument because, yeah, you look at like a team like Hanwha, and uh, you know they're, you know, like Morgan and Willer, uh, or even on Gen G where you know Birdall, uh, you know, has been a player. Uh, you know, that's one way of describing. He, he's been playing the game. Uh, <laughs> you know, Clit has not been amazing. I would argue Ruler and Life have not been super. Uh, stellar, but like BDD on Gen G has been, you know, absolutely uh, insane. Um, I think both T1 and Damwon uh, look really, really good. Um, so I don't know how much of the argument, but I mean, again, it's like Faker and Showmaker, you know. You could really argue if four of the best mids in the world, uh, all from Korea, are here in quarterfinals now. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, they're really elevating their region uh, above everyone else. I mean, I think you put um, some other random LCK mid laner in place of Chovy, and Hanwha Life, you know, is not in quarters, let alone at this tournament. So, um, so that's be inclined to agree with you there. Yeah, yeah that's my thought on that. Um, so let's just take. Uh, these one at a time, and you know I'll be doing basically my picks, my pickums uh, live here on the show uh, as oh. as we do it. So right now, uh, I have uh, T one over Hanwha Life, and I doubt that there is going to be any disagreement on the show uh, from you guys on that one. Actually, oh boy, I agree with you. Oh, okay, okay, there. Yeah, no, there's like no dissent here. Yeah. <laughs> So Not, I, do you see any pathway here uh, for Hanwha, Knox? 
I, I, I actually do. I was actually going to ask you guys, how certain are you guys of T1? Because I like my pick for is also going to be for T1. I do think T1's going to win, but I do think it's going to be a slugfest, actually. I agree with you there. I, I think T1 will win, and I think Hanwha... But, uh, but I do think Hanwha could make them look uh, weaker than might be expected. Um, I mean, this side of the bracket, you know, with... Uh, Dom one and Mad Lions also there. I expect Dom one to just like pub stomp uh, their way through this side of the bracket. Honestly, just pub stomp their way to uh, another world championship. If I'm being honest, but um, yeah, I think uh, basically whoever wins this best of five is just getting an invitation to the Dom one world championship uh, to get beat up in a likely in a likely three zero or at best three one. Um, so that, I mean, that's just where I'm seeing it go. Uh, but in sp- specifically for T1 HLE, I just think that T1 stacks up so much better on paper, um, across the board. I, I do think right now I would argue Chovy is playing better than Faker. Um, but I think the, but I think the rest of the... Uh, T1 lineup just matches up so much better than uh, than HLEs. That's literally like to a T what I was gonna say, Sandy. Yeah, <laughs> like no, Ch- I'm just Chavi's reading been, your mind, baby. <laughs> yeah, Chavi Chavi has been really really good. Yeah. Not that Faker's been bad. Faker's actually had a no, very yeah. solid Faker's, tournament. So Faker's far. had a good tournament. It's just that like you know Chavi's a different level. I mean, who do you want? Uh, who who do I want on my team uh, in the top lane? Do I want uh, Morgan, or do I want uh, Kana? Do yeah, I want Kana, Willer, yeah. or do I want Owner? Like, let's be real yeah. here. Uh, yeah. You know, do I want uh, do I want Vista, or do I want Kyria? Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there's an argument, you know, to be made. You know, Deft over Gumayusi, I could see that. Um, I would agree. Sure. I would say Deft over Gumayusi is. Yeah, uh, but then you know, it, it's like, and and even then, it's like. You know, Faker versus Chovy is like, is Chovy that so much better than Faker that it cancels out, you know, everything else? I don't think it does. I well, think then it... another thing I want to bring into account is just some t- st- statistics from the season. Yeah. Over the course of the entirety of summer, T1 has just been above Hanwha life. They finished, um, it, like, they finished the summer season, um, <clears throat> In fourth place, whereas Han was was down in eighth, uh, they won in a best of five in regional finals. Um, and and if you, even going back to spring, they were only down by one game against Hanwha Life. So like, in the standings, and so throughout the season, T One's just shown they're the better team than Hanwha Life. And I don't think that's going to change now, even with the what I would consider potential overperformance of Hanwha Life, considering people's expectations. Um, so, it, like, throwing the players aside, you just see what T1 has looked like over Hanwha all season. And it's, I don't think anything's going to change that on Friday. Yeah. No, I completely, completely agree. Um, okay, so, yeah, T1. Um, I'm going to skip past RNG EDG uh, for now. Uh, it's a good one. I know, but yeah. I, so I'm saving, I'm saving it for last. Uh, but no, you. But then we, we've got to. I'm tr- I'm trying to I'm trying to get. Well, I okay. Hang on. 
I, I want to get through the easy ones first. Dom Juan versus Mad. Uh, I have Dom Juan in a quick and fast and dirty 3-0. Um, I really don't see this going anywhere else. I think Curly may disagree with you on this one, Sandy. If you want to <laughs> see your face, Curly, what it You're out. You're going to call me crazy. You're going to say I'm huffing all the hopium. The EU hopium, which is even more toxic than the NA hopium. <laughs> Studies like... have shown. You know, <laughs> nine out of ten doctors would agree. So, <laughs> But here's the thing. Oh, boy. I still firmly believe in Mad Lions, and it's not just because they are my crystal ball pick, all right? It isn't just that. Um, let's rewind here. MSI 2021 semifinals. It's Mad versus DK, just like we have right now. This is the rematch they've been waiting for. Mad Lions was able to bring them to a best of five, all right? And granted, they didn't go perfect in groups like they had, or the rumble stage as they have right now. But I still think Mad Lions in a best of five is a beast. In fact, EU best of fives are just absolutely monstrous. I think, I feel, I firmly believe that even if Mad Lions does lose this, they are not going down easily. I do think we're going to hear some silver scrapes. Um, and then, especially after the four-way tie and everything they had to climb through to get to the groups, uh, the knockout stage, they're just more prepared. Damwon didn't face any challenges. They just walked over Group A and are like, all right, here we are. Mad's got the hunger. Mad's got the fury. They're going to take him down. That is some spice there, my dude. The, it, it's getting hot in here. So so here's the thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think you're crazy. I really don't. I, I see it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, hey, I mean, remember... I, I remember saying uh, before group stage that I could see a path out of uh, groups for every single NA team. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe I said... For Cloud9, it would require a massive collapse by some team. And lo and behold, look what happened. FPX collapsed. Um, But, yeah, I okay, I think MAD could absolutely make this a competitive series. But, you know, like I I had with the, uh, you know, pre-group stakes for the NA teams, I could see MAD dropping 03 fast and turbo sprinting to the airport. Not or, happening. Or at I all. could see, or I could see them uh, really slugging it out in a five-game uh, brawl and even possibly taking it. Uh, okay. But I think, you know, I have DK in an eighty-five-fifteen over Mad. Do you want me to explain a little bit more, more than just the passion? Sure. I mean, I, I, I mean, I. It's not like I think you're completely wrong. I just. Yeah. It's just, it's very statistically improbable. You know, I will you, say you're, that, you're pulling a bit of a, like, uh, Doctor Strange looking through 14.7 <laughs> million. Uh, find the one. Yeah, to, to find the <laughs> one, you know, just the finger trembling, you know, like. Well, here's what it comes down to. It comes down to the side lanes. Because, I'll like, I'll say this, Canyon, probably, like, better jungler than Elioya. Showmaker, the new faker. 
Humanoid, like, they both have serious challenges in their matchups. But I feel with Armit, like, on a good day, as long as he's performing up to par, I put him above Khan 8 out of 10 times. So as long as he can get a good lead on Khan, he'll be a powerhouse for Mad Lions in the best of five, as he has been time and time again. And Kaiser and Karzi, oh my god. They are the best bot lane EU has produced, aside from Upset and Hilly on a good day. Like, they, it, just this year, if you ask, like, they're pretty much unstoppable. And if you want to bring it down, I'd put Kaiser and Barrel as equals in terms of supports. And so you got to look at the ADCs. And Ghost just isn't it, man. Ghost is being <laughs> backpacked by the rest of uh, Dam One. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I mean, that's just they, a, that's just a Dom One eighty carry tradition at this point. You know, that's fair. But in the event that Dom One doesn't make it to finals, I wouldn't be surprised if Ghost is replaced next year. And even if they do win finals, who knows? Um, so I think those key differences of Karzi and Armut are huge strengths that Mad Lions are going to have to pull on, and that's where I think we can pull the uh, 3-2 for EU out of. So, so, with me being the middle camera here, mm-hmm. let me be the median between both of you. Excellent. I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to predict it'll be a 3-1 victory in favor of Damwon. However... All four games will be absolute utter slugfests that are all be over 35 minutes long. Every single one. Like, this is going to be one of the best series to watch at Worlds this year. That That is my prediction for this series. No, I don't I think, think Matt's going to be able to take it, but it's going to be gnarly, and there's going to be a lot of crushed EU fans afterwards, but everyone should be walking away going, that was a respectable showing. Yeah, uh, I think that's a... Uh, respectable take. I think, um, yeah, I think Mad could absolutely surprise the world, uh, but I also think that they could really turbo sprint, uh, so, instead of airport any percent world record, so. Um, I guess on Sunday we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see. Okay, so, still Dom Juan for me there. Uh... All right, we'll go. We'll do RNG EDG now. Now this is the tough one uh, because I do not have out of the four matches, I have clear personal favorites uh, for all three for three of them, except for <coughs> RNG EDG. Uh, so I'd like to be convinced one way or another. I'm not sure where you gentlemen are leaning. Uh, Nox, uh, you sh- you should know where I'm leaning. Come on, Sandy. Okay, Nox clearly <laughs> on the EDG side. Duh. I mean, no. Uh, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Nox for RNG. Curly, uh, how do you feel about EDG here? Absolutely better than RNG. Okay. The, Excellent. The only reason the I need only reason, I yeah. need both of you <laughs> to do your best to convince me which one should be my pick'em uh, this week. Uh, waiting for, I believe their match is Saturday morning. Um, what way should I lean? RNG or EDG? This is, uh, Nox, it's your turn to get into the debate, and then I will I'll make my, my decision known. So, if you go look at the group stage for both RNG and EDG, right? Looking. 
specifically for EDG, right? They had the first game against T1, had a pretty good showing against it. Basically, the full first week, right? EDG looks solid. They went 3-0. Every Chinese team looked good the first week. And then immediately afterwards, it was like, oh, China's collapsing. China sucks. They went 0-8 against the West. What's happening right now? And Edward Gaming looked terrible against 100 Thieves, right? Like, just awful. And they got stopped by T1-2. And even the Detonation FM game against them, like, they still beat Detonation FM, obviously. But, I mean, it was not the cleanest game. Then you go look at RNG. They went 2-1. and one. The, uh, Sorry, they went, was it 1-2? and two, And then they won the tiebreaker against Hanwha? Was that what it was? Mm-hmm. It was 2-2? Two and two? So, uh, Hanwha was having a resurgence, and they still managed to clutch it out in the tiebreaker, on top of the fact that Fnatic showed up for one game, which, I mean, it's Fnatic. They always show up for at least one game. They've had clean games against PSG for the most part, outside of like the one tower dive in the first game against PSG where basically RNG kind of threw it, they got swept. Like the other game was pretty clean for the most part. Like RNG's just looked cleaner than EDG has this this tournament so far. So coming into this, on top of the fact that I don't trust EDG for crap, they've never looked good past quarterfinals. I RNG takes this. Three two. See here's my defense. RNG took a group that should have been an easy 6-0 for them. They had a broken fanatic um, and under people who were under expecting Hama life. They had the fourth seed from the LCK and they had the PCS. This should be easily 6-0-able for RNG. And they managed to be the only team to lose to a broken fanatic where fanatic couldn't perform against anyone else except them. And you really think they're going to beat EDG? Yep. The only team that was able to take down T1 in their group? Yep. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all possible. EDG <clears throat> EDG took down T1, uh, who are, we all agreed, are the favorites against Hama Life. Um, and so, like, if you just look at those together, it, it's just how it should be. Now, granted, EDG is the second seed and RNG is the first seed. So maybe you're thinking, all right, first seed's going to be better than second seed. I disagree there. I definitely disagree. It's I don't I might not have as good of a case as Knox were, all right? <clears throat> but I think the matches speak for themselves. I think the records, I think the groups, they speak for themselves. Also, hmm. uh, who uh, who won the LPL again? So, okay. And I'm saying this because I think this is how the storyline will go. I think this is the narrative that will develop over the uh, over the course of the of the bracket. Uh, we saw an MSI bit of a surprise. RNG uh, winning MSI over what Delmon. What do you mean surprise? A uh, bit of a surprise, curly surprise. Uh, <laughs> RNG winning over Dom Juan. Now, it's been said a couple times uh, on the broadcast that Khan is in his final year uh, as a pro player before heading off to military service. Presumably he could come back, but, you know, more likely it would be as a coach or something like that, right? So Khan, this is his last shot 
to win another world championship because I believe he's won before. Um, Dom Juan also looking for a little bit of vengeance uh, against RNG for the uh, loss at MSI, regaining that uh, Korean uh, glory, uh, you know, that they need to uh, bring back to the LCK. So that is why, in my opinion, uh, RNG will win this series. Uh, RNG will defeat EDG. Yes, sir. Uh, Dom Juan will defeat T1 in semis. Uh, RNG will defeat Cloud9 in semifinals. On the way to a... We'll get back to that in a moment. On the Woo! way to a MSI Finals rematch with Damwon Kia, RNG, Damwon Kia, and Damwon Kia, 3-2 in the finals over RNG, taking it back for the LCK. Signed, sealed, delivered. You've heard it here first. That is how the rest of this tournament is working out. You don't need to watch Worlds anymore. Uh, save your sleep schedule. And, uh, you know, just uh, check Lawpedia in about a month uh, to see if I was right or not. Uh, but, you know, there you go. I spoiled worlds for you. Uh, okay. How could you do so, this, so Sandy? I'm taking, the, I'm taking the RNG angle on this one. All right, the final mm -hmm. one. Uh, Cloud9, Gen G. I already spoiled my pick here. I'm taking them. I'm huffing that NA Hopium, boys. Cloud9 over Gen G. I think Cloud9 will... You know, they'll flip the coin, and their A-tier gameplay will come out. Their macro will shine. Uh, Blabber uh, will not be Crabber today. Uh, he will, you know, succeed in all of his Scuttle Crab moves. He will gank top lane uh, immediately and set back Rascal or Birdall. Uh, Perks will outlane BDD. Uh, Sven and Vulcan will uh, win lane against Ruler and Life. This is how it will go. Uh, Zven will get beautiful bullet times on uh, the Misfortune. Perks will out Zoe, uh, the Zoe god himself, uh, BDD. Uh, Genji will be so cocky that they'll leave up the LeBlanc against Perks, and he'll take it for yet another free win. Uh, I mean, I think it's just, uh, it's just there. Look, Cloud9 got the easiest draw that they possibly could have. Genji... They're good, but they are very fallible. There are very clear pathways to beating them. Um, I think Cloud9, if they play their best, uh, they have the ability and they have the mental resilience to stay competitive and win a best of five against this team. Lock it in. Cloud9. Cloud9 to semis. Who says no? I say no. Uh, I'm not going to, like, shit on you because I had my bout of, like, EU hopium there. So, like, I get it. I get it. I get having hopium for the West. Um, but I... Genji might not be the cleanest. I still think they're better than C9, man. It's just... Sad. Sad. I don't like it. Yeah, man. I don't know. I think C9 in a best of five is worse than C9 in a best of one. You know? NA's last hope. That's all I'm saying. 
And his last hope. And it, hey, hey, I'm still proud that we managed to get to quarterfinals. And like, that's a big thing for us. It's been a minute. We looked like we were falling, and maybe we'll be able to make it to semis next year. But uh, look, all I'm saying is that uh, Gen G uh, in uh, Worlds last year, mm-hmm. uh, they dropped out in quarters uh, yeah. to G two. Do you know? G2, do you know? Yeah. Do you know what player uh, was on G two uh, when Gen G lost? Right? Uh, no, Perks. <laughs> Perks defeated yeah. uh, uh, Gen G mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. year in quarters. Uh, in a clean 3-0. Now, I'm not saying it'll be another clean 3-0. In fact, I assume it's going to be a dirty and disgusting 3-2. Oh, um, it's going to be a 3-1. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's how I'm seeing it. Cloud9, all the way, baby. Alrighty. Noxwar, the voice of reason. I'm going to have to side... With Mr. Curly himself on oh. this one. I, I, do, I am not huffing the NA Hopium. Sag. I have not been huffing Sag. the NA Hopium at all this Sag. time. Um, hey, you set your expectations low, you can only be pleasantly surprised. Hey, right. That's a good point. Well, here's the thing is, I, I can still set my expectations low, but take C9 and my pickums, you know, and then I'm proven right. Uh, you know, and Which feels it, even better, right? And it, and it looks like really good. Down. I can literally pick them. And then also not be shocked when they get 3-0'd by Genji. True. Facts. You know, it, it's um, it's like I said. I wouldn't be shocked if zero NA teams get out. And I wouldn't be shocked if all three teams get out. So, and then only one managed to get out and it was Cloud9. So I will say this, though. This is the best chance for C9. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, if they somehow had been matched with Mad Lions, it's over. Um. Really, actually, if they had been matched with any other team, it's over. Well, and unironically, I actually do think that this is that Cloud9 got the easiest possible path to finals. Now, I don't think that they will, you know, beat RNG or EDG in a semi, but yeah. look who they don't have to play Dom1 or T1. Or T1. Yeah. Like, if there was ever a year where an NA team could make a run to finals, uh, this would be oh, the year. Boy. And look, I mean, stranger things have occurred. Last year, who had Sooning uh, going to finals? Absolutely no one. I think there was a total of two people, and they both predicted... Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. It, it, it was a very small number. <laughs> no no one had Sooning going... Now, I don't, I'm not equating Cloud9 to, like, Sooning, but, uh, you know, it's still, like somewhat uh comparable you know a very yeah, underdog like team happen. yeah yeah, yeah. it can happen for sure that's true that's true i guess uh we'll just have to see we'll know next time by we uh by the podcast you know we will we will know next time that is for sure we'll be either fresh off of the um copium or <laughs> chugging more hopium or chugging more hopium indeed and a memoriam. But Mad Lions will still be in the uh, semifinals. Well, we'll uh, sorry. Uh, let me rephrase. We'll be in Western Memoriam. We'll be in Western Memoriam. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is the quarterfinals uh, discussion. Uh, I have a I have a take I want to throw out uh, for Ooh. the class real fast. Uh, hang on. Sure. I'm going to excuse you real fast. 
Quick little uh, mute there. Thank you, mute button on my mic. Um, here's the take. And it's not a unique one to me. I've seen this go around uh, the scene a little bit. Uh, but LPL, China, uh, they did not, as a region, choke. Uh, RNG, EDG still made it out of groups as expected, still performed uh, pretty much to expectations in groups. Uh, it is FPX who choked as a team. FPX choked as a team. Uh, and then LNG, uh, a team that got thrown into a group that was very uh, competitive. Mad Lions, TL, and Gen G, uh, all comparable teams. Clearly, they all went 1 1 against each other. It took a four way tiebreaker to figure out this group. Um, LNG, I would argue, also played to expectations. It is simply just that FPX choked and did not perform to the level that they were expected to. Uh, this does not mean that LPL is now bad. This does not mean that LCK is the superior region. Uh, I still see a pathway where, uh, you know, RNG or EDG could absolutely turn it on uh, in these best of fives and stomp their way to a world final and a championship. Um, I think there's uh, absolutely a pathway for that. Uh, but I don't think that the LPL is now, oh, they're overrated. Oh, they're super overconfident and arrogant. No, I just think FPX did not play well on the day and got embarrassed. And uh, and that's really all there is to it. So that's my take there. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about that take. If you have an alternative view or if you, uh, you know, agree. But that's that's how I've been feeling about that discussion and i'm a little tired of uh people being like lpl sucks now and no they don't they're still really good i mean yeah i'm gonna have to agree with you there because lng did perform as expected rng and uh, edg performed as expected they got out lng <clears throat> in an even group like you say uh fpx definitely just shat the bed in week two on the uh group day and that's unfortunate for them but I don't think it's reflective of um, the LPL as a region. I still think, I still see them as the more powerful region um, overall, uh, even with Dam1 and the fact that LCK has all their teams out. <clears throat> I do think that has a good amount to do with potential format and other things. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, um, I mean, un, undebatable, right? The FPX just choked the hell out of groups, right? There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They're just that that was a choke like no other. That that is the epitome <laughs> of like all the choking memes that you can throw, like whatever. Like <laughs> you, you I don't you guys have seen the memes from like uh, China itself that have been posted on Reddit of like all the uh Chinese movies or whatever and like FPX hat logo like pasted on like their faces and whatnot and like other goofy things happening to them whatever I've been having a field day watching that stuff it's been funny <laughs> um point point being though is uh I think you guys kind of nailed the hammer on the head with LNG right they were in a group that was extremely even they were the fourth seed from China I think they performed pretty much right at their expectations and what their level should have been um EDG is probably the only thing where I'm hesitant because I really do think they looked very shaky on week two. They made it through. Don't get me wrong. And it's part of the reason why I think RNG is going to beat them. But 
I don't trust EDG whatsoever. Uh, yes, Rhodes, sorry. Thank you. Hit the nail on the head. <laughs> mm. Wait, what did um, you say instead? I think I hit, I said hit the head on the nail, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm changing the episode title to hit the head on the nail. No, that's what we'll all be doing when we have to deal the with the fact that C9 and Matt are out of out of contention. I, I think a hammer hit me on the head there. Um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I I just don't trust EDG though. They they look super shaky going into week two. I I do think they weren't choking necessarily because they still made it out. They still made it through, but I I'm nervous for them. And then I don't think RNG choked at all. I I think Fnatic took. Uh, Fnatic just showed up for one game. That was the Fnatic we expected to see. They looked good. And Fnatic even looked good against the HLE game, too. I think Fnatic mm. was there that week, too. They just couldn't clutch it, right? Yeah, um, yeah I would agree. So, for, for me, at the end of the day, because the thing is, RNG comes back, and they play HLE in a tiebreaker, and then they beat HLE in the tiebreaker, and they end up taking first in the group. Yeah. So, I, RNG definitely did not choke whatsoever. EDG makes me nervous as all get out. LNG met expectations. The only true choke was for sure FPX. Yep. Yeah, so no more Reddit armchair analysis that LPL is an overrated region. They're still way better than North America. They're still much better than EU. So there's that. Uh, do we want to do a little format discussion? Uh, because Ooh. I don't know about you, but I'm a little tired of the format um it's a little it's a little boring not boring it just uh it's gotten stale it's gotten stale it is a stale format uh and i think that was really evidenced by uh and again i'm referencing something uh travis gafford was talking about on a couple hotline league episodes but for a moment there we almost had four LCK and four LPL teams uh, being the only ones making it out of groups. And we would have had an all LPL versus all LCK bracket. Mm-hmm. How boring would yeah. that have been? Uh, and then, you know, then you've got the people who are just like, I just want to see the best League of Legends possible, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, at the end of the day... League is, it's an entertainment product, and mm-hmm. you want to sell it to the most people possible, and that includes your Western viewership. Uh, and so I th- then... So, like, I feel that Riot really needs to maximize uh, the opportunities that they have to show teams from as many regions as possible. And when you end up with a bracket stage that only consists of, or, you know, three quarters of it consists of teams from just two regions, um, I think you're really losing out on a lot of opportunities. Um, I think, I've seen some solutions people have offered that, like, oh, third place in the, third place in groups, you know, fall, you know, they automatically get seeded into a... uh, (coughs) lower bracket, you know, um, where they only have one chance, uh, before getting knocked out. Um, or I've seen other things like, uh, you know, 
split it into two groups of eight or something uh, similar. So, uh, you know, there are a, a lot of possibilities. Uh, Nox War has sent us something, the 2023 Path to Worlds format and schedule. Uh, that... let, me, let me clarify real quick. Um, so I got into a discussion with J336B. Oh my gosh, bro. What the morning. heck? This um, is crazy. So we got talking back and forth about what an optimal world's format and world schedule would look like. And so this, and I don't want you showing this on stream yet. It's not finished. I'm still working oh, okay, on it. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically this is like my proposition for what a format leading up to worlds would look like with actual dates and scheduling for each and every region as well as worlds itself. So... If you give me another wow. one, we can get into more. We can get into more depth and detail. Wow, I think this is definitely. This, once you have this complete, I think we give you a segment in the post worlds. Uh, I, I think. <laughs> I think like this is just a video. Up? No, this this is just like a video that uh, yeah needs to go up. Absolutely, this is <laughs> wow. When when y'all when y'all see this, this is pretty pretty. It's crazy. It's I, crazy. It's well thought out. It's very um, well thought out. It looks great. Not completed yet by any means, but I, I I'm I'm working on it. Yeah, I think I mean I I think there's a few there's a lot of different format possibilities out there. Um, the way that Valorant Champions Tour uh, does some of their stuff is really interesting. Where um, you know they have four teams per group, uh, but then uh, it's basically like a double elimination bracket uh, straight from the get go. They do it in, like, you know, best of threes to start. Swiss. Uh, say, say that again? It, it's it's Swiss format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, best of threes. I mean, maybe you could make the argument that you should keep two best of fives. Um, but, uh, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of arguments to be made for um, <coughs> cutting best of ones entirely. You know, various other options, but, you know, really maximizing the amount of time that teams, you know, have on screen and playing. Yeah, I I think there's a lot of arguments for a lot of formats. I think we could also go into double elimination possibilities, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, But here's something I propose. To add, uh, especially because one of the fundamental flaws of is that we almost had an LCK versus LPL um, knockouts, which would have, like you boring. said, been boring. What if we just take away a seed from China and Korea and give it to Brazil and CIS or like LG? I actually, I'd say the LG, uh, LJL, maybe even LJL, LJL and O's. Yeah, yes, yeah. they're bad right now. Huh? I was gonna say not 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 Brazil or CIS right yeah, now. Yeah, not Brazil or CIS. Reasons. Yeah, but like maybe <laughs> LJL, maybe uh, TCL, um, maybe even give PCS a third one. So, you know? actually, statistically, right now, the best em- quote unquote emerging regions right now are actually, believe it or not, the LCO, Oceania, and the LGL. They are the two best yep. performing emerging regions. That makes and, sense. Yeah, even sense to me. even the PCS uh, reasoning is actually super possible too. Yeah. So, like, I think that's something that we could absolutely look into because, like, sure, you're rewarding China and Korea for being dominant teams, but then you're, like, really making it so... It's not a world's tournament at that point. 
you know? Yeah, I, like, I think with the Olympics, everyone gets a shot. Even if they don't have a shot, they get it, you know? Yeah, uh, or you could look at something like, uh, you know, how the World Cup uh, does things. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the World Cup, uh, a large chunk of the teams are from Europe, from UEFA. Uh, mm-hmm. But then the, uh, you know, North America slash, like, Central America region, uh, you know, gets a set number of teams. So does South America, so does Africa, so does... Um, uh, like the, what is it, like the Oceania, Asia <coughs> region um, is how they do it. Um, yeah. Now, but for them, they have, you know, it's a 32-team tournament, uh, actually going up to 48, if I'm not mistaken, um, in the future. So, and now here's the thing. They have the uh, countries uh, to be able to do that. Like, they have the teams and the depth uh, required for that. I think... There is argument to be made that if you're going to change the format, you also might need to expand the tournament and expand the number of teams uh, coming in uh, in total. Uh, I don't know if you take it all the way to like a 32, but certainly, um, you know, you could do something uh, where maybe you end up with like, uh, you know, 24 teams in a group stage top two all qualify and then you have like two brackets of six or you just like there's a lot of different formats you could explore i think the point being is that clearly there's been enough clamor from the community and now i've been seeing from a lot of broadcast personalities uh analysts coaches players that at the minimum uh double elimination would be very nice to have. Um, and I fully agree. I mean, just imagine this bracket with double elimination tacked on. So, like, let's presume that I nail my pickums, right? So, in semis, you have RNG versus Cloud9 and T1 versus Dom1. Meanwhile, in the loser's bracket, you have perhaps Mad versus Hanwha Life and gen g versus edg don't those also sound like awesome uh you know matchups that people would definitely want to watch and maybe you put those in like uh, maybe these first uh quarterfinals and that first round of losers bracket is like best of three instead of best of five and then you know semis and further on is best of five just for you know uh time considerations but those sound like awesome matchups to me that I would absolutely love to watch, even if it's in a best of three scenario. Yeah, no, for sure. I <laughs> I think a lot of the community right now is just clamoring for having double elimination in general. Yeah. But there's like a, well, I don't know if it's a vocal minority or if it's even a minority at all, but th- there is definitely pushback though, saying like, no, single elimination makes it more tense, makes it more all, all the more special for when teams actually do move on, so on and so forth. And I, I see the arguments for it, but I think a majority of people are starting to swap to the idea of like, hey, double elimination, at least for storytelling nar- narrative, as well as ensuring that we understand who is actually the best team at this tournament, is yeah. starting to slowly sway the uh, community in general. I think you could actually keep the entire uh, group stage uh, the same 
uh, and like qualifying for it and everything the same, and then just literally add double elimination to uh, knockout stage. You just make quarterfinals in the first round of losers best of three instead uh, for scheduling purposes so that you could run like two a day basically. Um, and then that would, yeah, that would make bracket stage even way more exciting than it already is. Um, and provide, you know, provide a lot of interesting narrative options and, you know, a lot of incentive to keep watching even after your team takes an L, you know, immediately. So, um, you know, knowing that Cloud9 has a second shot even after getting, you know, booty blasted by Gen G, uh, it would feel very nice. So, uh, or even mad having a second shot after getting booty blasted by uh, Dom1. So, um, mm-hmm. like they're going to, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Format discussion complete. Uh, <laughs> worlds groups discussion complete. I believe, uh, I think we, we've hit on pretty much everything that we wanted to. Did you fellas have any, uh, final chatter to get to, or are we going to let Curly, uh, get some sleep? <laughs> going to bed what is this Curly. oh no i'm definitely not going to bed after this but my brain is uh we're we're getting to the end of the yeah get getting to the end of it all right well we will we will wrap up the show uh flight check that is us season 1.5 episode 4 uh you can catch the entire vod of this episode uh here on twitch or on youtube can also catch the audio version uh, on Spotify and all of your favorite audio platforms, uh, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. We are there. We normally do the show every Monday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. We moved it to Wednesday this week to accommodate Curly's little mini vacation. We will be back to uh, Monday night uh, next week, right after uh, C9 destroys Gen.G in their quarterfinal matchup. Uh, so we'll be able to firsthand react to that matchup, uh, and keep huffing that NA hopium all the way to a world's final and a championship. Uh, I can't wait to see Fudge hoist the Summoner's Cup. Uh, it'll be a really good time. Um, how big will he be at that point? Uh, he will be the size, (laughs) the size of the, yeah, known universe. Uh, you can follow the show at Flight Check Crew on Twitter. Uh, feel free to also join our Discord where we do discuss League of Legends and any other uh, FlyQuest-related activity. The off-season window uh, is fast approaching, and there's already been some interesting news and uh, things occurring, so be sure to join up where we can have a nice, fun little space to discuss all your relevant FlyQuest news. You can follow myself at SantosDB, Nox at NoxWar with two R's, and Curly at curly underscore double q underscore we promise someday he'll be able to get rid of that extra underscore and he'll just be curly double q we we uh and men and you know uh rng uh i know what is the uh monka prey or whatever the uh emote is monka prey monka prey uh for uh for that one to happen all right that is everything uh nox curly uh any quick shout outs or plugs anything interesting going on uh, Knox, starting with you. Oh, oh. Yeah. no, go Knox. Oh, okay then. 
Uh, spoiler alert, uh, Pick'ems for the FlyQuest Discord come out tomorrow at approximately 1 p.m. PST, so keep an eye out open for that. Uh, winners for the group stage will be announced, I want to say 2 p.m. PST. Drek is still debating on what time he wants to announce those at, so keep an eye open for who won group stage around that time as well. They did put up um, a top 25 leaderboard today, didn't they? They did, yes, and there was a four-way tie for first, but we have tiebreaker rules, in which case uh, the leader or the winner uh, for that will be announced later on tomorrow. Um, Road is asking me to remind people, yes, uh, he has the Tim Kench contest. Please make sure you get all your submissions in by the 31st, uh, if I'm remembering that correctly. So make sure you send those via DM to Road Roller in the FlyQuest Discord. Um, outside of that... Pretty much all I got. I'm playing the crap out of set six uh, TFT. If anyone wants to play me at any play with me at any point, I'm having a great time with that. Uh, are you? Uh, uh, are you? Is it only on the PBE right now? Yeah, it'll be on live in like in like two weeks. Which... Okay, cool. When it when it goes uh, on live, I will play with you for sure. Well, I was gonna say y'all know what a new set means, right? Another Nox War tournament? Another Nox War tournament? <laughs> I was like, new ranked season. Uh, <laughs> uh, new qualifiers for Worlds. Uh, you know. Uh, anyway. Yeah, new Nox tournament. Oh boy. Get excited for that one. Always a good time. Uh, oh, yeah. Curly, any, any shout-outs for you? Uh, so I'd like to start out by shouting out FPX C9... Uh, and TL for absolutely obliterating my pickums by Same. underperforming and overperforming respectively. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so thank you for all of you guys. Uh, not sure I can confidently say I'll win anymore, but hey, I got some <laughs> NA Hopium out of it. That's all right. Um, I would also like to shout out my roommate's cat uh, for chilling with me today during my entire stream it was really nice i did miss him during my mini vacation um i see him as a son and i will cry when i move out of this apartment next year and i don't get to see him anymore but that's a problem for later but most importantly shout out to you guys for being so accommodating of me uh being out of town being unable to do this on monday and for willing to push it back just so i could be here i really appreciate it uh, and you guys Absolutely. Yeah, and then also for providing a safe space for me to open my hot take oven. Hey, <laughs> we will we will always be ready uh, with uh, uh, what do they call them? Potholders, you know, pan, you know, whatever. Uh, ready to throw open that oven door uh, and you know bake those takes. Uh, I don't really have any shout outs. Uh, shout out to you guys uh, and. Uh, Hey, thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you especially to 100 TalkPod for retweeting uh, my, hey, we're one follower away from 100 because that got us, like, 13 new followers. And now we are at a crisp, uh, like, 112. 113, thank you. Uh, so that's nice. That's a good feeling. Uh, thank you to everyone who followed. Uh, so shout out to all 14 of you that followed and 100 TalkPod especially for that lovely lovely retweet well uh this has been flight check uh season 1.5 episode 4 will be back next monday night uh but thank you so much for watching 
Uh, I hope all of you have a fantastic evening, day, afternoon, wherever you are. Hope all of you stay safe out there. And remember to hit the hammer. Uh, no, wait, wait. Dang, I messed it up. Hit the head on the nail. Uh, that is that is the new sign-off for the show. R- remember to always hit the head on the nail. Uh, okay, we'll see you all man. real soon. Adios. Peace, y'all. <laughs>